Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. Welcome to Off the Page, a weekly podcast produced by the Comox Valley Record. I'm Erin Halschuk, a journalist with the record. Join me as we take a deeper look into the people and stories within the Comox Valley. Captain Gabrielle Ferris is the public affairs officer for the Canadian Forces Snowbirds team. The team is set to return to the Comox Valley for their annual spring training from April 19th to May 11th before embarking on their show schedule across Canada and the U.S. this summer. Welcome to the podcast, Gabrielle. Hi, thanks for having me. The past few years have been difficult for the team. The pandemic had the team take a year off in 2020 in addition to the tragedy of Captain Jennifer Casey that same year. How are you doing and how is the team doing overall? No, the team has been good, actually, to come back last year after a year of not flying because of the pandemic and because of the, uh, the tragedy. So it was good for us to fly a whole season last summer and go, get to see the people. I'll be honest, it was a weird summer because of COVID. Like, there was a lot of drive-in shows. We couldn't go and meet the crowds, and, like, signature tents were rare. The show season was a little bit weird, so we're happy this year that things are starting to, like, be back to the normal a little bit. There's some air shows that kept the uh, drive-in format. But there's a lot of them that went back to the original format of people are going to be sitting, walking around jets. So we're pretty happy to be able to come back, really like a normal (laughs) summer-ish. I know there was a few shows at the beginning of this air show season, particularly some in the U.S. that have been canceled. Can you tell me a little bit about why those shows are canceled and what audiences this year can expect from the team? I'm going to say it up front, the cancellation of the first swing is not going to affect any Canadian show. So the reason why is because this winter in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, we had a pretty bad winter for weather. Lots of wind, lots of ice on the runway, a lot of precipitations as well. So the conditions and the visibility was really poor. So just a really bad combination of precipitation and weather phenomena in the region as the later training considerably, which brought the squadron to a readiness level that's not really there yet for Comox. So usually, so the population of Comox Valley is used to seeing the like the super beautiful shows that's already well practiced, right? So the people, we come back from October for our last swing, we have two weeks off and then we start our training all over again, like two weeks after. So in November, we're already training for the next season. When we get to Comox, usually the show is almost already done, and we just make sure everything is spick and span. For Comox, we put it pretty, so basically the Comox Valley people, they only see the best shows all the time, nonstop and repeat, because of all the delays from this winter, and also because of COVID symptoms too. Like That's also something that affected the team this summer, so as soon as someone has the flu-like symptoms even if they don't actually have COVID, then they go back home because they don't want to spread anything. And also the fact that our pilots are one ofs like they don't get replaced. If you're sick, no one come, can come in and fill in your position to keep flying the show. Certain pilots like have key positions in the show and they, when they're sick, it's like, there's, it's hard to con- continue the show. So that's the reason why we got delayed throughout the winter. And we assessed it a couple of weeks ago, realized that to be able to put up a good show for the population ready for May when we come back from Comox. So we'll just sadly have to push everything to the right, cancel the first swing and start with the first Canadian show, which is going to be in Borden in uh, mid and June. 
For those who love to see the snowbirds here in Comox, and a lot of people come from across the island, what sort of are we looking for? What maybe will we see differently than we will in past years? So in past years, people usually, you would go see the snowbirds at Air Force Beach or at the, at the base itself, and you would see the same show over and over again in repeat, like two or three times a day, and it would be the same show, like just getting tighter and tighter as you would come throughout the days. This year is going to be a little bit different. The population will be the actual construction of the show. So they'll see how we put the pieces together. So it's not going to be like necessarily one fluid show, but you might see the same maneuver repeated like three or four times in a row. So what you have to understand is when we're putting up a maneuver, we usually start at a good distance between each jet. And as we practice it, we get tighter and tighter and tighter until we are like up to four to six feet apart from wing to wing. But we don't fly that maneuver the first shot at four feet apart. That would be scary for anyone doing it, even for us. We need to get up to that level of, of training, of practice, basically. That's what people will be seeing in Comox is us practicing maneuvers. It might be repetitive a little bit on some maneuvers, but hey, that's that's what we do. That's what we practice. So, But hey, there's those are going to be seeing aircraft in the sky doing loops and maneuvers and it's going to be cool for the crowd anyway and for people that want to watch. Going forward and going across Canada for the upcoming show season, is there a concern at all with the COVID, with a member of the team getting COVID? And how, if somebody does have symptoms and somebody can't fly, how will that affect future shows? Yes, COVID is a thing, but that's always a, a risk. Last year, we had one of our pilots who got a wrist injury. He couldn't fly a couple of the shows. So Yes, it's COVID, but it, it could be a flu, it could be a gastro, it could be any other symptoms that stops a pilot from flying. So we just fly the show with one pilot missing, and we hope that that pilot can, gets back to his feet as soon as possible to be able to fly the next show. And speaking of different shows and different conditions across Canada where the shows are planned, can you tell us a little bit about how much of a factor does weather play? Obviously, there's a lot of advanced planning that comes into it, and I understand there's sometimes a low show and a high show. What is the threshold for weather, and can you talk a little bit about that and how that decision is made when a show actually has to get cancelled? When you're flying nine ship four feet apart, you have to make sure that the weather is cooperative, especially when you're doing loops and rolls and flying close to the ground. So the number one factor is going to be the ceiling of the clouds. So if the ceiling is at 500 feet from the ground, then like it's kind of hard to loop it around in the, in the ceiling. And you kind of hit it to hit that we have like high shows and low shows. So when the ceiling is too low, then we'll, we can still do the low show, which is a, like a version of our high show, but on a, more of a two-dimension portion. Like we're going to be flying more horizontally instead of doing loops and going high in the, crowd, in the cloud. Like, like the favorite, the heart, the maneuver, which is a fan favorite, actually goes pretty high. And it's actually one of our maneuvers that goes the highest on the top part. I think it's like something like 4,000, 4,500 feet. But there's still like the passes in front of the crowd and the solo passes can still do with the lower show. Another factor is the visibility. So even if there's no ceiling, so if you look up and the sky is blue, but you look in front of you and you cannot see 300 feet because there's fog, that's also a concern because when you have two aircraft going face to face at 300, 300 miles per hour, you need to see in front of you where you're going, right? So uh, that's also a factor. Uh, usually rain, we can, we can still find rain and stuff like that. And there's wind also, we can have a certain uh, factor of wind that we can accept, a certain limit of wind that we can accept. There's a certain point that 
it's just going to affect the lift of the aircraft. You know, there are certain areas of Canada with shows planned basically coast to coast that are a little bit more challenging to fly than others. And I sort of understand that's one of the reasons why you do choose Comox for spring training because of the various geographical terrain mm-hmm. that there is. But are there places that are more challenging to fly than others? Of course there is. Like there's like if you fly to Moose Giant, which I think is, is a training school for pilots. So the people want to become pilots for the Canadian Armed Forces. They all come to Moose Jaw to train because the place is flat. There's no terrain to hit per se. And it's also super sunny because we're on the other side of the mountains. We have less precipitation. So it's a lot better for that. So it's super sunny and it's flat. So it's a perfect place to practice and to learn. But the pilots, the snowboard pilots, they do the shows everywhere. We do show above like not mountains, but like above, above like bigger terrain. Uh, we do show above water. We do show in Halifax. We do show like all over Canada. So like we have to be prepared to do a show above pretty much any terrain, which is why we usually go to Comox because you get the water, you get the mountains in the distance and doing a show above water is different because the pilots, they don't, they cannot rely on the perception depth. So when you look on the ground with the water, it's kind of hard to see exactly where the water is. It's just the same principle of when, when you have like professional divers, you have bubbles in the water to see the depth. So it's the same thing with aircraft. We need to figure out where the water is. And it's kind of hard when you're pointing towards the earth, going like 300 kilometers an hour, you need to make sure that you know when to pull up to be about the right altitude you don't always have to exactly look at your altimeter or at your instruments to know which height you are because you have to look outside when you're doing a show and it's also the fact that to look west and also east because there's a the, the island but when we do a show in comox there's like mountains on both sides you don't have an horizon you tend to look at the horizon to know exactly where you are and what up, what's up and down. And when you're in Comox, it's kind of harder because of that as well. So all over Canada, there's a, there's some different places where the, the challenge is going to be different. For example, Toronto, we have to be careful. There's a city skyline that's right there. So it's a little bit like a like a valley so you have to dive down in the in the valley a little bit more to be able to do the show it's going to vary from place to place there's all every place has their own little something discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. I know this is something that comes up a lot at air shows and even here in Comox. The overall role of the snowbirds, especially at air shows, we talk about inspiring kind of the next generation of pilots and kids who look and and get inspired by what they see and ultimately would want to join the Canadian Forces and acts as a recruitment tool. Is that role still relevant today? Yeah, I think so. The Canadian Armed Forces, actually the Canadian Forces Snowbirds, is kind of the representative of not just the RCAF, the Royal Canadian Air Force, but the whole Canadian Armed Force itself. So we also represent the Army and the Navy. It's mostly to represent the professionalism of the armed personnel, the teamwork that they do every day and the skill necessary to be able to do all that. So it's not just the Air Force that we represent. And it is to inspire the population. And that's what we did with Off Inspiration. Try to fly all over the place and be like, hey, guys, we're here with you. This is what we do. And look at what we do. We do a mind play show. And it's also one of the reasons why we had to cancel the first swing first show in the U.S., we could easily have went as a nine ship and just fly around during the show. But that's not what we do. That's not who we are. We want to give a good show. We have an, an image that we want to proudly present in front of everyone. And 
yes, we represent the Canadian Armed Forces, but we also represent every Canadian out there. We're, we have a flag of Canada on our shoulders, and we proudly present that when we go to the U.S. Like, we're not going to give you, like, a, a little show made on this on a napkin on the side just because we want to give the show. We're working hard. We're giving all the shows, and that's what we're trying to represent. And, yes, we're trying to aspire the younger generation to join in the RCF and show what we can do, but... It's also just to represent Canada and to be able to give back the love also to the population. One question that comes up a lot is the Tudor planes themselves. And I know that was the plane was used as a training plane for a lot of pilots in the Canadian forces. What is the lifespan of these planes? And is that something that is still viable for the team going forward? So I think the present plan is to go all the way to 2030. But so it's like an old sports car. It's going to be good as long as you maintain it correctly and do your proper maintenance with it. We never, never, never fly a jet that's not safe. So all our jets that we fly are always perfectly fine. We'll be honest, if we do a show that is only a jet in the sky, it's going to be only a jet in the sky. We're not going to take a chance to fly a jet that's not serviceable or that's not properly maintained to fly in the sky. The day that the snowbirds, like the dark jets are not, capable of doing their job we'll be honest and we'll be like hey it's done our jets are not good to go but they're still good to go and i'm still jumping in the aircraft as soon as i can to be able to film in the jets and show the population like hey those jets yes they're old they still do the job and they still give they deliver a great show looking ahead at the show schedule looking at all the shows across canada do you particularly have a favorite location or is there one part about the show season that you're really looking forward to I'm going to be biased here. I'm from Montreal, and we have a show in Mirabel that's coming up. So I'm pretty excited about that. To be honest, I'll say that general feeling of the group here, we're always extremely excited to go to Comox. And that's, that's not a lie. It's, and it's not because we're talking right now. It's, uh, I don't know, there's something about Comox. When, like, first of all, it's like colder here, and we get to Comox, and it's like, and we, we don't have any trees here. Like, you look outside, and I'm from Quebec, so I, I love those trees. Like, you land in Comox, and you get out, and it's like, there's super nice trees all over the place. It's green, it's blooming already, because you guys are, like, one season in advance of us. The weather is nice, and it smells good. Like, it's a mix of, like, trees and sea at the same time. It's amazing. And there's, like, cherry blossom season at the same time that we arrived there. So it's, like, Comox is just special. And when we say that Comox Valley is our second home, it, we're not saying that just because we want to say that. It, it's actually true. I mean, the team has been flying in Comox every year for spring training since 74. And I don't think it's going to stop soon. So... I can say for certain that every team member here agree on the same point that Comox is amazing for us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time and can't wait to see you guys in just a few weeks. Yeah, I can't wait to be here. Be there for sure. That's this edition of Off the Page, produced by the Comox Valley Record. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. Email us at offthepage at comoxvalleyrecord.com. Why spend hours searching dealerships, comparing makes and models? Find the best of BC's inventory in one place, todaysdrive.com. You'll have access to inventory across BC, where you can easily find a vehicle that fits your needs and gets you where you need to go in comfort. Get in the driver's seat. Don't miss out on the many options we have available for you. Powered by Black Press Media, todaysdrive.com connects you with exclusive new and used car deals.